Mitch Trubitsky is up. Kenny Pickett is down. Mason Rudolph is not out of it. It's the Steelers QB competition, and it's as hot as a Pittsburgh blast furnace. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Nobody puts Kenny Pickett third on the QB depth chart, yet that's precisely where Pickett has been pegged by Mike Tomlin and company as we come off minicamp practices. So where does the team's first quarterback battle in nearly 20 years stand heading into training camp at St. Vincent's College in Latrobe? First off, this is still a three-way battle to be the Steelers' starter when the team travels to Cincinnati to face those AFC champion Bengals to open the season. Believe it or not, supposedly mediocre Mason Rudolph isn't out of it despite what a large portion of Steelers' nation might think. But it's Mitch Trubitsky, the free agent signing who's making backup quarterback bread, who's currently the clear front runner. This is despite the fact that most national betting sites and plenty of NFL pundits have Kenny Pickett installed as the Steelers' season-long starter. So what gives? Well, it's all the grand design of Mike Tomlin and offensive coordinator Matt Canada the latter of whom is desperate to prove his motion-heavy offense can thrive with the right QB at the controls. In the just-concluded minicamp, it was Trubitsky who was getting all the work with the Steelers' number one receivers. In the afterglow of these initial practices, it was Mitch who was being showered with praise and raves from the likes of Chase Claypool, tight end Pat Fryermuth, and rookie revelation, George Pickens. The latter just might turn out to be the best receiver in the entire 2022 draft, if the positive buzz from the Pittsburgh practice field is to be believed. The Steelers appear to have struck gold with a receiver yet again. All the happy talk among Trubitsky, Claypool, Pickens, and Fryermuth who could really catch fire this season, was almost too much. Especially considering that Pickett, the five-year starter from hometown Pitt, was all the talk going into minicamp. It's a big comedown for the Steelers' number 20 draft pick. Mind you, no one is dissing Kenny Pickett, at least not yet. But the fact is, he's been practicing with a lesser tier of receivers and most of the credit he's been receiving has been for simply learning the playbook and becoming a pro. How any of this changes in training camp and the preseason remains to be seen. But if Trubitsky keeps getting the lion's share of snaps with the number one offense in the trope, he will be difficult to dislodge from his current trajectory as the Steelers' starter. That stiff Steelers schedule over the first six games of the regular season could be another reason why Trubitsky could remain on track to start. After all, it's the time-tested, Pittsburgh-patented Steelers way to compete for a playoff spot season in and season out. To do otherwise 
would render their perennial goal of reaching the Super Bowl impossible. You can't get to the NFL's promised land without a trip the postseason. Trubisky need not thrive either if the veteran does enough within the Matt Canada offense that seems tailor-suited for him and he keeps the Steelers in playoff contention deep into the season, the starter he will stay. There's even a school of thought that should the 2022 Steelers make those playoffs or come just shy of them, Trubisky could be the number one going into the 2023 season as well. But the biggest shock coming out of minicamp and heading into Latrobe isn't Mitch as the number one, it's Pickett as the paltry number three on the current depth chart. Yeah, all you skeptical, scoffing Steelers fans, the much maligned Mason Rudolph isn't out of the running to start for the Steelers. In fact, a few sharp-eyed Steelers analysts saw Rudolph as the best QB in minicamp. More on this in a moment. By all accounts, Rudolph has been thriving in the motion-heavy Matt Canada system that never really saw the full light of day last season. That's because the aging Big Ben Roethlisberger was anything but mobile. He didn't want to run it, so the Steelers didn't. For his part, Rudolph says this camp is really the first one where he feels he has a legitimate shot to land the starting job. All this from the quarterback a large portion of the 412 area code was ready to cast on the scrap heap or trade away for a late-round pick. Instead, Rudolph just might be, if not the Steelers' starter, Mitch Trubisky's trusted backup. This would relocate Pickett, so highly touted as the most pro-ready quarterback coming off five years of starting at Pitt, as the third stringer who wouldn't even dress for regular season games. This prospect has plenty of Steelers analysts rethinking the Steelers' draft strategy that led to the team to take Pickett. To do so, the Steelers eschewed a lot of other valuable defensive players still on the board. Moreover, they passed on the passer Mike Tomlin salivated over at the Combine in the Pro Day, that being Liberty's Malik Willis, the rawest but perhaps biggest talent with an unlimited upside. Now, sure, plenty of other teams passed on Willis as well. He ended up going 89th to the Tennessee Titans. But make no mistake, if Pickett remains the Steelers' QB3, there will be questions why the Steelers didn't just double down on the more intriguing Malik as a work-in-progress prize. Pickett, at age 24 and with 49 starts under his belt at Pitt, was not meant to be waiting in the wings. He was supposed to be the Steelers' plug-and-play prospect. As it is, there will be plenty of Willis envy coming out of the Berg for years to come. These two quarterbacks, Pickett and Willis, will be forever linked and constantly compared by Steelers Nation, and only time will tell which one really was the franchise NFL starter. None of this, of course, means anyone within or without of the Steelers organization is lowering expectations for Kenny Pickett. If he is who the Steelers thought, 
he will play his way into the starting lineup. The only question is when. What isn't up for debate is the true camaraderie that's developed between Pickett and Trubitsky. In the lull between minicamp and training camp, the pair will be down in Florida going through the Steelers' playbook and working on their games, and they'll be doing it together. Yeah, they both want that number one job, but the two have committed to working together so each of them improve, giving their team the best possible quarterback to lead it. You love to see it. And you'll love this. We have much more on this hot and heavy quarterback debate, plus some of the sharpest observations coming out of minicamp on who's up and who's down, all in this pass-happy edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to catch my print column first thing Thursday on Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of thought-provoking memes bringing the Steelers QB competition to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. First up, we have Mark Caboli writing in The Athletic about the current state of the Steelers QB competition. Hint, Mason Rudolph is not out of it, not by a long shot. In fact, Caboli has some eye-raising commentary on Rudolph. First up, he tackles Mitch Trubisky, saying, quote, maybe more important than whether Trubisky can roll to his left and throw, whether Rudolph can adapt to being a more mobile quarterback, or whether Pickett's small hands are an issue, was the framework of Tomlin's detailed plan for how to determine whom his starting quarterback will be to open the season. Quote, I think Coach has been very clear that Mitch is number one, working with the ones and doing a really good job with that. Mason is number two, and Kenny is number three, and we are working that way based on experience, based on resume, unquote. That was from the mouth of Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, and he even added this, quote, We have been clear that this has been a laid-out plan of how we are going to evolve and who our quarterback is going to be for the 2022 season, unquote. Now, this so-called plan of navigating through three potential starting quarterbacks over a month of training camp and three preseason games might be detailed and specific, but if it is, they haven't really told any of the participants involved what this detailed checklist might entail, so writes Caboli. Rudolph said this, quote, I know nothing about the process of what they are looking for as much as you, unquote. In part, it's going to be mostly on-field production with surely more than a little leeway toward the free agent veteran Trubitsky and the first-round quarterback picket. Rudolph has been told he's in the mix to win the job as much as the other two, but a lot of things would have to go right for him and wrong for the other two in a short span of time for that to happen. Another quote from Canada, quote, you have to find a way to get to who your starting quarterback is going to be, and we are being very fair in giving everybody an opportunity. Fair is not always equal, and we understand that. We want to find the guy, and for us, it's going to be the best guy. But what makes him the best? Taking care of the ball, making plays in the red zone. Is it leading the team? When it is time to play the Bengals, 
we will have a solid decision, unquote. Again, from the mouth of Matt Canada, whose job is really on the line if this offense and that quarterback they install doesn't work. So, where do the QBs stand right now? Kaboli breaks it down like this. Quote, Trubisky worked almost solely with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Firemuth, and the starting offensive line. That's not something that wasn't thought out thoroughly by Mike Tomlin. I don't know how you can look at what Trubisky was afforded to do and think he's not almost assured of being the starter for the season opener. Said Trubisky, quote, I'm preparing to be a starter. I feel like no matter what position you're in, that's the way you should prepare. I wouldn't read too much into it, but I'm getting a lot of good reps. I feel comfortable in the offense. I feel very confident, unquote. And it looks like, according to Kaboli, Trubisky was made for Matt Canada's motion-heavy offense. He's very fluid with his movements and showed the ability several times to tuck the ball and run. But this offense isn't going to afford him those opportunities often. There's going to be a lot of misdirection and quick throws. Trubisky's arm strength down the field wasn't on display much. And when it was, he wouldn't have outthrown Ben Roethlisberger. But Trubisky's deep ball chances were not only surprising, but accurate. So there you have Kaboli writing on Trubisky. Now we turn to Mason Rudolph, where Kaboli's observations are really surprising. Again, Kaboli writes this, quote, Rudolph is getting all the second team reps was kind of surprising, but also understandable considering Pickett is a rookie and Rudolph has been with the Steelers for some time now. Regardless of where he landed in the rep pecking order, Rudolph looked the best of the four quarterbacks. Surely you scoff at that notion, but Rudolph has used the past three weeks at least to put himself in the conversation of being in the battle, even though it remains a long shot. Rudolph is a meticulous worker, and you see that coming through on the field during the spring as he works scripts before practice and goes over plays that aren't on the script for that day just to make sure he's prepared. His arm looks strong. He made a lot of good throws, probably threw the ball most consistent and showed off what Matt Canada requires of all of his quarterbacks to do, move with the football. Rudolph is by far the biggest of the four quarterbacks on the roster and ran a mostly pro-style offense in college at Oklahoma State and in his first four years with the Steelers. It was quite noticeable that Rudolph can do naked bootlegs, move the pocket and throw, and make other movement Canada requires out of his quarterback. Said Rudolph of all this, quote, This is the best opportunity I've had in four years. I am excited and I look forward to competing, unquote. Hey, this is from a quarterback viewed as nothing more than a camp arm, Kaboli said. But now we turn to the number one draft pick for the Steelers in 2022, Kenny Pickett. What did he do in minicamp and where's he headed as we go to training camp? Well, Kaboli writes this, quote, The Steelers use spring practices as a time for Pickett to learn the playbook and learn how to be a pro. The more comfortable Pickett gets with the scheme, responsibilities, and nuances of the playbook now, the better chance there will be to have an actual competition in training camp. 
Pickett being the third-string quarterback throughout was a little surprising considered what the Steelers invested in the former pick quarterback. The number of reps wasn't very different from Trubisky or Rudolph, but the receivers he threw to the most were. That's the one downside of putting your most talented quarterback as the third-teamer. Pickett seemed to pick it up quickly. It didn't hurt that there was some crossover in terms of the language in the playbook from when Canada recruited Pickett to Pitt. It helped Pickett streamline his learning and focused on the basics rather than the minutia. If you're going to nitpick, you can make an argument that the ball didn't come out of Pickett's hands as cleanly at times as Trubisky and Rudolph. But that's something that could go along with getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than he did in college. And you would like to see Pickett have more of an opportunity to shine than he did. In other words, some work with those number ones. So that's the state of the QB situation for the Steelers as broken down expertly by Caboli. And it's great stuff. His shot Steelers observations are always on point. As for what the Steelers should do with their QBs, it should not surprise that caustic sports radio talker Mark Madden believes the team under Mike Tomlin is going about this all wrong. Madden writes this on the QB situation for Trib Live. Quote, Pickett is 24 and started 49 games at Pitt. Never mind the future. Pickett should start immediately. Sure, he takes some lumps, and so would the Steelers, but that's going to happen whenever Pickett first plays, be it now, a year from now, or even longer from now. But the Steelers never think in the long term. They never think past the next season or, or even past the next game. They never think about building a team to peak. The Steelers think about getting into the playoffs. They say their aim every year is to win a Super Bowl. That's just talk. Making the playoffs is realistic. It props up the brand. So instead of starting picket, to some degree, looking past this season, the Steelers will start Mitch Trubisky and hope to squeak into the postseason. That's not all bad. Right now, Trubisky is the better quarterback. He's been in the NFL five years and has had a modicum of success. If Trubisky at 27 would have been available in this year's draft, he would have been the first quarterback pick. If Pickett doesn't get an extra year at Pitt because of the pandemic, he's likely a fourth-round selection. Trubisky is still relatively young. He's less than four years older than Pickett. It's not a reach to think that Trubisky has more potential then pick it even now. And if the Steelers make the playoffs or fall a game short, Trubisky is the starter at the beginning of next season, too. Unquote. Wow. Strong stuff for Madden, who really sees Trubisky installing himself as the number one this year and perhaps going forward. Could it really play out that way? Well, maybe. As for the prospect of Pitt's Kenny Pickett going into the regular season third on the depth chart, that has some Pittsburgh sports analysts rethinking the entire Steelers strategy that led to the team taking Pickett at pick 20 in the most recent draft. 
Here's Tim Benz casting a critical eye on that Steelers draft move now that it appears Trubisky has a clear leg up to be the Steelers starter. He writes this in Trib Live, quote, We need to stop harping on Pickett being 24 years old. We need to stop referencing his 49 starts at Pitt. We need to back off all the talk about his NFL-ready maturity and his ability to hit the ground running as a day-one starter to help the team in 2022. Because apparently none of that mattered in the first place. It may have sounded nice on draft night, but if the plan was to go with Trubisky as the starter the whole time anyway, then part of the analysis was just an easy way for Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin to explain away why they didn't draft Liberty quarterback Malik Willis instead, or draft safety Dax Hill, or Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd, or Georgia defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt, or any of the other pre-draft speculated names that were still on the board when the Steelers selected. If the team genuinely thought that Willis eventually drafted at number 86 by the Tennessee Titans, had a higher upside than Pickett, but needed a lot of seasoning, they could have taken Willis and groomed him for another year or two under Tabritsky. What's the difference if either player was projected to be a third QB on this team. The NFL-ready experience spin on the franchise decision on Pickett is reduced to nonsense then if the perceived plan is to have Pickett be the third quarterback on the depth chart. Unquote. And that's uh, that's a thought-provoking reevaluation of the Steelers draft by Tim Benz. And I don't think we have heard the last of the Malik Willis envy coming out of the 412 area code. It will be very telling to track and compare the careers of Pickett and Willis over the coming years. Only then will we see who is the best NFL QB. But for now, Steelers training camp awaits, as does the Steelers preseason and that September date down in Cincy to open the regular season. Where we go from here? Well, if you're Trubisky and Pickett, you pack for Florida to practice together. Actually, this is a great sign of true Steelers teammates who want the very best for their team. Here's the report that broke that story of this Florida practice plan. It's from SteelersNation.com, and they sum it up this way. The Steelers' Arthur Motes shared on his YouTube podcast the Arthur Motes experience with Deke that Trubisky and Pickett were going to work out together in Florida over the next few weeks to prepare for the upcoming training camp battle. When told this, his co-host, Eric DeCalvin, responded, quote, What's that saying, keep your friends close but your enemies closer? You see what Pickett is doing. Between now and training camp, he's going to down to Florida to work with Mitch, unquote. Now, Steelers Nation saw it another way, crediting the Steelers coaches with, quote, fostering an environment that the two players feel comfortable enough with each other to train together in preparation for the 2022 season. It demonstrates that no matter who wins the battle, they intend on supporting each other through the upcoming war, unquote. And for his part, Motes says the move really will benefit Pickett and could come back to bite Trubisky should the rookie overtake the veteran in their QB battle. Said Motes, quote, you know why? He needs to learn. 
That would be good. That's good. Trust me, I'm happy for him. I like the energy from Mitch too. It goes both ways. But at the same time, you also, you're not shying away from the competition. You know what it is. Hey, we drafted you 20th overall. I know why you're here. I know what your goal is. You want to be the starter and I want to be the starter. We both were their favorites, meaning we both were their number one choice. One was free agency. One was in the draft. So what makes you more special than me? Unquote. That's some great stuff from Moats getting into the minds of what these two quarterbacks are thinking. And it's a great way of looking at this battle. Trubitsky was the Steelers' number one free agency quarterback, and Pickett was the number one QB for the Steelers in the draft. Now they're both trying to be the best versions of themselves to give the team the best quarterback. It's a matter of who will be number one. And we head to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and Steelers' training camp. So get your popcorn ready, Pittsburgh. This is going to be good. And we'll be covering it all right here on your Steelers Update podcast. So sign up for the podcast. You'll get it automatically every Wednesday afternoon. Download it wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news. 